this morning I want to take <clears throat> some time. As you know, Nicole and I, we're about to go on some, some long service leave at, at the start of next month. So we've got about, I think it's about three weeks to get about six months worth of work done before we go. And um, so this morning, you're probably going to hear from a guy who is like, don't forget this while I'm gone, all right? You're going to hear that for the next few weeks. You're going you're gonna to hear, hey, don't forget this while I'm gone. Um, if you've had anything to do with um, uh, watching or coaching or being involved in any kind of either team sport or organisation or activity, uh, coaches will have this kind of main, main and plain lane that they run in. And they keep reminding everyone that's involved with what they're doing, like, hey, if you, just, if you just stick to this stuff, if you just stay on this stuff here, you will come through. And usually what tends to happen is partway through, like if you've been watching any of the football over this last weekend at the Magic Ground in, a, in the city, um, I've been really enjoying that on television. But um, you will see that at some point... Uh, teams will stay very much focused on the lane that the coach has said, hey, if you just apply yourself to these simple, central fundamentals, the rest of it will take care of itself. Don't get drawn off into this or drawn off into that. Just, just hold that line and things will turn for the good. Uh, so you're going to hear over the next few weeks from a guy that's saying, hey, in my absence and in Nicole's absence, just stick to the main core business of the kingdom of God. Don't go flipping off with the fairies. Don't go getting off into extra, you know, theologies like, you know, Neil MacArthur is the fourth member of the Godhead. Don't, don't go there. Don't, 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 don't go off into, you know, other sort of, you know, all sorts of philosophies. Just, just sit. There, there is no new revelation other than the revelation that's always been there. From the very beginning, God has not left himself without a testimony. Even if people were to be quiet, Paul said in the book Acts, even, even all of creation is a testimony to the fact that God is here and his name is Jesus. He's not left himself without a testimony. So we don't have to come up with something new or something grand or something polished or something that's going to like, yes, it's the new thing. No, 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 no. It's the old thing has always been the thing and it will always be the thing and ultimately it will be the thing. So just hold in there, hold in there with Jesus. Keep on the main and the plane. And, this, uh, and so this morning I want to uh, just point at a few things. Recently, Nicole and I we were in Sydney another, uh, a week and a bit ago. We were down in Sydney for some meetings with Vineyard Australia. And as uh, in the midst of those meetings, um, you know, Sydney went into lockdown and we were like, great, we come to Sydney and we've got to, you know, <laughs> stuck in this house for 
72 hours together and it was it was a great time together with the guys but um it was a case of like you know we need to get out and stretch our legs a little bit here so there was a coffee shop that was about two and a half blocks away from us and we were in a non-exposure area anyway so I was like let's go for a stretch of the legs we've got to stretch the legs and so we went for this walk down this street and it was about 200 meters down and we took a left and we about another 200 meters and there's this little coffee shop on the corner we're in this suburb called Bexley for those that might be interested it's about 15 minutes away from the airport and it's highly multicultural like it is a a massive meeting point of all of the nations of the world right there in Bexley it's a really colorful place and um, as as so we end up at this little coffee shop and it's uh, it's run by this um, by this gentleman and his wife they were sitting there and we turned up and, and uh, ordered our coffees and uh, Lebanese, Lebanese guy, great, just really enthusiastic, wanted to service the world's best coffee and then line us up with all of these restaurants that we should go to with all of his Lebanese mates that serve great food. And, and I'm like, ah, oh, look, if we weren't in lockdown, I'd take you up on all of that, you know. Uh, but um, so anyways, we, we, you know, we order our coffees and then, then as we're about to leave, uh, all of a sudden, it was just it was this, just this sense of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit just said to me, Kirk, I want you to pray blessing over this man and his family. Release the blessing of the kingdom of God over him. So, oh, right, eh? So I just walked up to him and I said, because he'd come out from behind the counter and and he was there, and I said, look, mate, I, you know, I know we're all supposed to be in lockdown, but I'd like to pray for you a blessing, if that's all right, by putting my hand on you, and I want to release a blessing over you and your family in the name of Jesus, the Son of God. Would you be all right with that? And he goes, oh, I would love that. And then he points behind in this little corner behind his, the counter, and he's got this little cross there, the crucifix with Jesus. He says, I'm one of you guys. <laughs> I said, Awesome. So he, he just stood there and I, I said, if you're okay, I'm going to lay my hands on you. And he said, yes, please. And so I laid my hands on him I, and I asked for the king to release his kingdom over the, over the man who owned the coffee shop. And, you know, the tears start welling up in his eyes and the manifest presence of God starts to invite, invade the situation as, you, as he does whenever his, you ask his kingdom to come. And the, the gentleman starts shaking and weeping and... Before you know it, he's kind of like looking around because there's a few other people in the shop looking like what's happening here. And so I'm praying blessing over him and sort of commentating to a few people that were there at the same time. Oh, that's all right. This is just God. This is Jesus touching this man's life, you know. And something, um, I, I realized something as I was walking away from that encounter. I felt like that was the first time in about two years I'd actually partnered in an evangelistic power moment. I felt like it had been like, all of a sudden it was like, gosh, this, is, this has been a long time since I've given myself to evangelising with the power and the presence of God. And it felt like it's been about two years. Now I know there's been probably moments in between, but it's like, like that stuck out to me. It's like, it's been a couple of years and I felt like the Holy Spirit activated that in me. And so just even since being home, it's like the few people that I've sort of met along the way in all of my circumstances, like, hey, God is ready to invade here 
and I want to I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of it. I don't want to just watch it happening for someone else. One of the things that we love here in the vineyard is that we are convinced and we are a people who are re- who realize that Jesus is inviting us to extend the kingdom of God in the earth in the power of the Holy Spirit. That all people would know that God is good, his son is Jesus, and that they would come into his kingdom and they would come out from underneath the rule of, of an oppressive enemy that has had the earth bound and people in captivity. We're convinced of this. We want to be a part of this. We don't want to just look at, the, look at all of this happening from the sideline. This is, and it's not for the superheroes or the superstars. It's for everyday followers of Jesus. That's what it means to be a disciple. Now, many of us have made decisions over the years. Many decisions. Decisions that find their way out from us is a lifestyle. But many of us have made decisions for a life that we we want to live one day somewhere down there when we die. But Jesus calls people to be his disciples, to do the very ministry of the king himself. And And we're convinced in the vineyard that this is for everybody, for every disciple of Jesus, for everyone who has said yes. We believe that Jesus is good news and he's good news is not just an idea. Good news is a life to be lived. And so God's actually fashioning a people in the earth who are good news people, who live in and through the power of who Jesus is and his kingdom. We believe that his kingdom is here right now. We believe that in his coming, in his living, his ministry, his death, his resurrection and his ascension and the outpouring of the Spirit, his kingdom is here. And it is coming all at the same time. You hear that a lot from us here in the vineyard. But we, that's what we believe. We believe that God's kingdom comes with signs and power, wonders, healing, forgiveness of sin, justice, compassion. We believe that his spirit is being poured out on all flesh. His spirit didn't just get poured out. We read the book of Acts like, oh yeah, it was poured out. No, that was the beginning of an outpouring that is still being poured out on all flesh. That all flesh would turn to the revelation of the knowledge of God's good news in Jesus. God is pouring out his spirit on the whole earth, on all flesh, all the time. It wasn't, it's not an, an event that once happened. It's an event that we're living in every single day. God's pouring out his spirit. We believe that his spirit is being poured out on all flesh. And we believe that he... This great resurrected Son of God, Son of Man, Jesus Christ, the Man, the Son of God, we believe that He has turned to you and to me. And He has said, All power is mine, all authority in heaven and on the earth is mine, and I'm giving it to you.
just you got to suck that one in a little. You got to take time for that to absorb a little. All authority in the heavens and on the earth. There's a lot of people running around in the earth right now who think that authority means power and positions and guns and all sorts of crazy stuff. That is not the kingdom of God. That is not the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. The kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ is a life, Jess Traves preached this about a month ago, go back on SoundCloud and listen, is a life laid down to the greater purposes of God restoring all things. We believe that God has poured out his spirit and he says, all of my authority now as the resurrected victorious king, I give it to you. And then he says, now go and make more people like me. That's what you're authorised to do. Go and help mums figure out what it means to be a mum fully alive to God in the power of the Holy Spirit, in their parenting, in their vocations, in, in their life as, as these amazing creations of God. Go and help those young people that gather on a Friday night down here at the vineyard. Figure out what it means to be a young person alive to God fully alive in the resurrection power of what it means to be a young person, alive to God. Authorise them to do what Jesus does. We believe that God's authorised us to do this stuff. And we believe that all of this happens All of what I've just said happens in the context of a massive spiritual contest of powers. Where light and darkness are colliding around us, within us, all over the place. It's a massive spiritual contest of power. We believe that every time we say yes to Christ, there is an opposing kingdom, even if it's just a simple act of obedience where Jesus says, would you do this for me? And you say, yes, Lord. You know, you give him lordship. We, we believe that in that context, there is an aggressive opposing reality to that that is at work night and day to try and rob, kill and destroy that very activity finding life. That's why so many of us in this room are sitting here with children and grandchildren who are just absolutely beaten up and want nothing to do with God. Because somewhere along the line, we said, you said, I said, Jesus, these children belong to you and your kingdom. We dedicate them to you and your lordship. And there is a massive raging war on for them. One where the warring, the, the voices of the warring one says, be quiet, what would you know? you Jesus people. 
we believe that all that we're doing is taking place in the context of a great spiritual battle. So a couple of weekends, a week and a bit ago, I'm in Sydney and that happens. There's this like this, I don't know, it's like a reactivation or connection to a grace that's been there, latent. It's been latent. It's kind of been there, but latent. It's like sitting there in neutral. One of the one of the things that this last 18 months of COVID living that we've all had to navigate and live is that there's this latency, there's this neutrality that we've entered into with regards to the gifts of the Spirit and the power and the authority of the Lordship of Christ on our life, where we're not allowed to extend our hand and we're not allowed to touch and we we need to be socially distant and we need to... All of that. It's had a pacifying, disempowering, neutralizing effect on people's partnership with the power of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is activating people to partner with him in his gifts in this season. Last That, was, that happened for me when I was in Sydney. Then I'm, last Sunday, Scott Stevens did a Great message here last weekend. It was such a great teaching. If you haven't had a chance to go back onto the Pine Rivers Vineyard YouTube channel or Facebook page, go back and have a listen. It was a great teaching. And I loved it because he kind of got into it and then he, at one point he's like, oh, my notes. And he put them over there and then he just partnered with the heart of God. It was amazing. It was beautiful. He did all the groundwork and put some beautiful exegetical context in place with the scriptures. But then the Holy Spirit took all of that and then pointed it right at the heart of everyone in the building. It was fantastic. And then he just said, well, if you want to come and step into this. And it it was a call from Isaiah 52 to like, wake up, wake up, wake up. And he kept doing this, dust off the, remember that? Keep dust, dust off the season that you've been in. And then he just said, come on up, come on up here and step up here if you want to just say, hey God, I want to dust it off. I want to I engage with what you're doing. Well, I, I, I was like, yeah, I'm in. I want that. <laughs> so I came down the front here and I tell you, man, I, the Spirit of God just lit me up from the inside and I was going on with tongues like it was unstoppable. I was just trying to stop it. I'm like, <laughs> but it was just flowing out of me, this gift of tongues, this grace of the Holy Spirit helping to re-edify me because that's the beautiful grace of the Spirit does that. Paul talks about that in 1 Corinthians, doesn't he? It's just this edifies us. It helps build us up. It's like, come on, don't forget who you are. Don't forget what you live for. Don't forget that you've been filled with this authority, this power, this message, this proclamation, this life to live. Don't forget. And there's this beautiful welling up of that in my heart and my mind. I just this last week, I have just whenever I'm on my own, it's almost like I'm just like this tongue speaking. <laughs> is just flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing. There's this supernatural grace of the Holy Spirit. How do I, I can't explain that in terms that makes, you know, sense other than this is what it looks like when the Spirit of God, the phenomena of the Spirit of God is rising up in a human body. 
and their heart and their life as they're saying, yes, Lord, and he fills them with his spirit. I, I, I truly believe that there's, a, there's an, a reactivating happening around the place. And it was, it was so fantastic to see all these people just like signing up, like fill me up, me, God, pour it on me. I want, I want in. I want to be a part of what you're doing. The other thing I've loved watching in this last season has been watching how, as a people, you know, on the news of Bren's health and the, the, the issues that she's fighting there with regards to the cancer that's, that's at work in her body, is, is this, this collective community kind of under the Holy Spirit banding together to say, no, no. No, 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 no. Jesus is the Lord. We're going to call for his kingdom. We're going to rebuke the powers that are afflicting Bren's life. And as silly as that looks to the world and to ourselves or anyone that peeks in the door and has a look, we're going for this. We will not allow anything other than the lordship of Jesus Christ to have the final word over Bren's life and health. And it's been, I've just like, people coming, they get up here around the cross on the weekends and they shoulder up and they draw up close, close the ranks and they're like, let's, let's advance the love of the Father into this moment. Absolutely stunning. I tell you, as a, as a, as a, as a pastor, as someone that, that's, you know, trying to live a life that's equipping the saints to do the works of Christ, to, to, to see that happening spontaneously get, just like fills my tank. Yes, God, your people get it. And not do they just get it, they're doing it. They're putting themselves in the place of risking that what you have said is real. Thank you. Thank you, God. I haven't even got to my teach. <laughs> but that's about it for today. That's about it for today.